It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, uh, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Where we, this is a podcast where we, just kind of a plug, I guess. We This is a podcast where we talk about just, uh, we review like films that we watch, like science fiction, fantasy movies, uh, horror movies. And uh, we talk about uh, either A, uh, Retro Pilot of the Week, which is what we're going to do this week, or Movie of the Week, which is we review some low-budget goofy movie and we talk about it and mm-hmm. <laughs> laugh about it. Okay. So, uh, what we're going to do today, Richard and I went to see, now this movie's been out for a little bit. Okay. It's been out for a week. Yeah. Um, Overlord. A little it's, over uh, a week. It's produced by J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. and directed by some guy who's made three movies. He's made three, this guy's made three major films, okay? Uh, okay, no, I, I read a thing about this, said this was only his second feature film. It's only film. his second feature film, okay. Yeah. So maybe he got credit on a se- on a third one. I, yeah. He got credit on a third one as assistant okay. director or something. Okay, well. But he's, this, he's not done, what is his, what was his name? I don't remember. I don't uh, remember I'm sorry, I didn't look it up, but. Um, I'm looking it up right now. But while we're looking it up, I want to talk to you about this movie because honestly, honestly, man, I don't do this very often, Richard. I'm giving this movie five stars. So am I. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I already gave it five stars Dude, on Twitter. this movie... It was awesome. That doesn't... I mean, that doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> that word has really lost its meaning. Yeah, this I suppose. film is so good, I will go back and see it again. And I hardly ever do that. I hardly ever go pay money to go see another movie again. But I really want to see this movie again. Um, director Julius Avery, that's his name. Julius Avery, okay. Uh, it's written by Billy Ray. Cyrus? No, no, no it's not no. Billy Ray. So. Billy Ray, uh, screenplay by Mark L. Smith. Um, I don't know Mark who L. Smith any of those and Billy people Ray. are. <laughs> yeah, these guys like come out of nowhere. And I mean, like I said, they haven't made very many films. But you know, J.J. Abrams, he, he seems to pull in a lot of like unknown talent for mm-hmm. the films and TV yeah. that he produces. So well, he does that because he, of his story. Sure. It's the Because he was one of those people. Yeah, he does, but he, he has a knack for finding, like, these people that aren't really known and he, you know, well-known talent and, uh-huh. he, like, gives them the, these a shot. At yeah, elevates them. Elevates them, yeah. It's one of the reasons and I really has, like that guy. Yeah, he, he, he has a real, he has a real nose for talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... So, this film, premise is, and we're not going to spoil it because we want you to see this film. It's so good. Um, premise is almost like um, Wolfenstein 3D. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a lot like Wolfenstein or maybe some maybe some forms, of, <coughs> maybe some tales of Resident Evil. It had a bit of shades of that. A little bit. Yeah. But it's better. It is. <laughs> um, so, you've got this ragtag group of uh, World War II um Soldiers and they're flying in a in a in a in a, in a plane. They're uh-huh. paratroopers from mm-hmm. First Airborne, and they're going in on D-Day, and they got to take this tower out. And uh, all I'm telling you is what's in the synopsis, so I'm not spoiling anything. They basically have to take out this tower in this little French village, and it's overrun by Germans, 
um, Nazi and, Germans. Yeah, yeah, Nazis like SS troops. Yeah. I mean, they're they're bad guys. Um, and they discover something really, really horrific in this town. What the Nazis are doing, and you know, you've you've heard all these stories about Joseph Mengele, like you know, uh, experimenting on human beings and stuff. Well, this is like taking it a step further mm. into the almost the science fiction horror realm. Yeah, it's. I, I wasn't sure so, whether to peg this as science fiction or horror. It, I think it, it's. It, a, it's I think like it's a, a horror movie. It's right on the. It, it kind of yeah, but it's like. I think it falls into both of those categories, and yeah. I'm not sure which way it leans more well, into. Well, I would say it leans more toward horror because in the horror genre, you always have the survivor, mm-hmm. the person who survives all the horrific events, right? Right. The one person who makes it out alive, and that is indeed what happens in this film. Yeah, I will say, like, probably the most intense scene, though, in the whole film is the very opening scene. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there, I mean... Okay, so they're about to drop out of the plane, and it gets shot down out of the sky. And so they're all, you know, falling to the ground Uh and stuff. Uh And it's probably one of the most intense scenes in the whole movie. It's one of the best... Okay, so the cinematography in that. This this guy, this is only his direct... Jules Avery, was it? This is only his second feature film Uh that he's directed. Uh And he did a sequence like that. That's insane. Oh, it's an incredible sequence. And... Honestly, I think filmmakers have learned so much from films like Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, Spielberg kind of set the bar when it comes to illustrating a war film. Mm-hmm. Like, what has to happen, the chaos of a battle. Um, and they really they really pull off the horrific chaos that happens. Mm-hmm. And especially, you're in a plane about to be dropped by a parachute... You know, parachute into a country while flak is going off all around you and they're firing machine guns up into your plane. And it's not like, I mean, the plane, <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about these this aircraft, but dude, the, the shell on the outside is very thin aluminum. <laughs> it's not made out of very heavy, heavy duty material. When you shoot lead through it, it's going to cut through it like butter. And that's what happens. I mean, it's it's just horrific what happens. And somebody getting injured inside the plane before it even takes off or before mm. it even reaches its destination, you know, or um, engines blowing up, you know, and you've got guys flying past you and, and blood and just, oh, my goodness, it's so good. Um, and then, you know, there's some uh, lovely elements in this film that aren't normally in these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got this little boy, you've got this, this I don't know, wouldn't really call her a love interest. She's more mm-hmm. of the helpless dame who actually turns out to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. She, and that's that's kind of a theme in Abrams films, is strong female sure. characters. And but, I, as far as like the little boy connecting with the soldiers, that's actually kind of a eh, theme in war movies In themselves. war movies, yeah. So This is a whole bit where the, little kid is sitting there with the helmet on and he's mm. like looking at the guy and folding his arms like the soldier yeah. and everything trying to be like him and stuff it's really funny and he thinks all americans play baseball so yeah. he's wanting to throw balls with a ball back and forth with them all the time um but there's some real there's some real visceral stuff in this movie it's real scary okay if you don't like gore <laughs> and you certainly don't like body horror then you aren't gonna like this but if no. you don't mind it 
you will like it. Now, this is like, this is not just like a straight up mm. action, I mean, straight up horror film. This is like action horror. It's action, action horror. horror. It's a, a lot, lot of action, action in it. There's yeah. a lot of great action scenes <laughs> and sequences. Awesome. So, it goes back to the old, uh, what it reminded me of, its tone kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of like the Big Red One. Um, you know, those old James Coburn war films, you know, mm-hmm. from the 50s and 60s. Um, you know, where, or Battle of the Bulge, you know, or whatever, where it's like just really scary situation. These guys are pinned down. There's hardly anybody. There's, they're way outnumbered, you know, um, what they said, 10 Germans to one guy. Um, and uh, again, you know, this is not a movie that paints the German people very nicely. I uh, know they're all they're, they're all definitely bad. Yeah, they're really there's like no there is like no doubt like no uh yeah, it's more uh, of the com- Indiana Jones. There's nothing style yeah, there's design. nothing complex about them. They're all just <laughs> twirling mustache Nazis, yeah. mustache twirling Nazis. You yeah, know, there's yeah. no, they're all just plain evil. I, I mean, would argue that in Indiana Jones, there's there are some tiny moments of 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 goodness in the Nazis, like the bit where, but it's always like they're going to turn on you in a second. Mm-hmm. Like you know where you know the famous scene in Raiders where he punches the he he sees the German guy and he's. He's punched a guy out and took his uniform and it's too small and he's trying to put it on. Yeah. And then the guy shows up and he says, her uniform is out of order, you know, and stuff. He's speaking German. I can understand German. So he's like saying, your uniform's out of order. You need to change. And he stands up and, and they look at each other and they smile at each other and then he punches them and it's kind of a comedic yeah. moment. There's none of that. There's in this not movie. that. <laughs> These I mean, you got some Nazis. Smi- there's like a Nazi. The Nazis are smiling, but they're like very evil smiles all the time. And <laughs> like these big evil smiles yeah. at people. Like <laughs> think more. Think more um, Nazis from Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are hor- horrific. Uh, dragging people out of their houses and shooting them in the head. You know, just really awful. Um, but man, in in the climax of the film, the the, the plot is mm-hmm. so good. I mean, it you, it keeps you guessing like the whole time is like, are they going to survive this? Mm-hmm. Is this going to happen? You know, will this plan work? So this okay. <clears throat> so the special effects they did. There's some CGI in this, and it's uh-huh. really well done. Yeah. But a lot of the f- effects were practical. Yes. And they were really cool. Yep. Really cool practical effects. Um. So these people that have been experimented on mm-hmm. by the Nazis, they are creepy <laughs> as heck when they come at when they're like they are when they're like kind of like stumbling towards people, running at people, and they're kind of like wiggling around. It, it's weird. I don't know how to describe they it. Move, it's it's, it's they creepy. move very unnaturally. Very we'll unnaturally. And the stuff you see in the laboratory is messed up. Yeah, because we, you know, Richard and I watched this in what's called the screening room at the Warren. And they have these recliners, right? And we're like, yeah. you know, chilling in our recliners. And I don't know how many times I about jumped out of that recliner. <laughs> like, oh, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, <laughs> like, the aunt. Oh, the aunt, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't talk about um, it. Oh, yeah, I just... don't. She's got a very sick aunt. <laughs> she doesn't feel well. She doesn't She's feel well. She's a little well. under the weather. Yeah. She's in her room. 
down the hall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just hear it. You just hear. It's <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh God, don't go down there. That's always the. That's always the thing that I don't understand about horror movies is like they hear something horrific down the hallway. I'm, I'm gonna go check that out and see what that's what's going. Oh nope nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not me. Yeah. I'm running. <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> All right, so Overlord, go see it. Uh, if we talk about it anymore, I think we'll spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, just go see it. It's so great. Um, and okay, this was billed as kind of another Cloverfield film. But yeah, I'm not well, really sure. If no, it, fits. it wasn't. It, it was just like this weird rumor that went around. And everybody just kind of assumed it was for some reason. But it, but is yeah, it, so. yeah. But so I guess. But you know, it turned out it, it's not connected not really. to Cloverfield no, at it's all. Not. It's not. Okay, so uh, our retro pilot of the week is one that, honestly, we were delighted to look at and review and talk about, and that is the original Time Tunnel, not the 2002 series remake that failed, which we're glad it failed, Um, but the original Time Tunnel from what? 1966. Man, it's unbelievable that was made in 66. Uh Uh-huh. Because... um, I just want to talk about the fact that, um, okay, what we know now in physics about time travel is that if it happens, you would have to create a wormhole in space. Mm. So I'm looking at, when I'm watching that time tunnel uh, thing, okay, first of all, it's a secret underground base. And it's like way out in the desert. Okay, yeah. And like so the, Area it begins with like some politician coming in there and he wants to like cut all the funding to the time tunnel. Yeah, he says, he, I'll, he's I'll like, write you a blank check yeah. or I'll cut all your funding, depending on what you prove to me or whatever. Yeah. He's like, time tunnel, do we, we, but, we don't need time travel. But yeah, I want to talk about that time tunnel because um, I looked at it from several angles. You get to actually see the time tunnel from several angles, okay? Mm-hmm. You see it from front on, you know, the normal thing you always see in, like, trailers and stuff. You know, the time tunnels, like, it's a tunnel that's black and white rings, you know, going back seemingly forever. And, of course, you know, you get that lame special effects stuff with the, with the sparklers. Yeah, they had some sparklers and, and smoke. Stuff. But what's really interesting is when you look at it from the side and there's one shot in there where you see it from the side, mm-hmm. it's in sections going Yeah, down. it is. It's in sections, and it's and, really cool. And it's like these black and white sections. What's that thing called? It's like they use it as like a time travel type metaphor type thing or like when they're hypnotizing somebody. It's like the black and white swirl. Basically what this was was the time tunnel shaped like that, but it was like in like you were saying, it was like in sections. Uh-huh. Black, then white, then black, then white in sections. Yeah. So it kind of when you looked at it from the front, like it gave that kind of image, but yeah. then you could see from from the and other. What's angles. crazy is there's so much like matte paintings and stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Either matte paintings or they're they're because dude, this is way before any kind of digital effects. Yeah, the, so okay. you you've got like Huge cavernous rooms and stuff, and and it's got to be like a green screen yeah, or something. It's got to be green doing. screen. But the first shot that impressed me was for that this was 1966. Was this shot where they're going down and you're looking down, and it's like this. It's 80 floors, like 80 floors, and uh, and you look down, and it's very it's very detailed for the era. Uh-huh. It, uh, you know, you've got you've got thing. Uh, Elevators going up and down uh-huh. and all this stuff, and it, it looks great for 1966. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, you think about it. Star Trek was 66. Uh-huh. Okay? 
So um, this, I would say that the special effects in this blow Star Trek. Oh uh, yeah, it did um, blow Star Trek away from sixties. The, I mean, the only special effects that I thought, see, I had a hard time watching this and finding anything to criticize about it. <laughs> you can't. Find anything bad. The only part that I thought was the special effects I thought were kind of lame was when they go into this into an elevator and they're going down like all these floors and it's just like they just step on like these pedestals and then you just kind of see like some weird some weird lighting effect, lighting effect below uh-huh. it that looks really cheap and that's really see, the only part um, that I thought what didn't I look know great. is I think if I'm not mistaken the person that did the special effects for this is the same person that did the did the effects for Forbidden Planet Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, Forbidden Planet, if you've ever seen that movie, it has some pretty spectacularly giant things in that movie that are like, you know, they find this, it's about a guy who goes to an alien planet, a professor, he lives there, and he's studying this ancient civilization that died out, this alien civilization, and he's like, they built some kind of giant machine under the planet that's powered by the planet. And, and this... This huge room is incredible. But what I want to talk about, though, is that time tunnel. Because Mm -hmm. physics, in physics, they talk about um, if time travel is possible, you would have to create a wormhole in space, in space-time, and punch a hole through it, and then travel through that to get to where you want to go. Um, Now, what's crazy is you've got all those rings going back, which could very well be like some kind of magnetic rings like uh, on an MRI machine that go back and create a wormhole in space. And that's what they're doing. And what I don't under, what I am amazed at is did they do any kind of like research into time travel? What the scientists say I time don't travel know. would it do? Was, it, it wasn't because it looks like okay, this is something if they were gonna build a time machine, this is mm-hmm. what it would look like. Yeah, see, this is unlike like say what what was the movie Auto Man? Oh yeah. What the where none of the language really <laughs> that they were using didn't really mean anything. This actually sound some of the, I mean I'd have to research it, but well, it sounded goes, legit. Yeah, it well, sounded the guy that legit. goes back in time is an electrophysicist, mm-hmm. which is somebody who's a physicist who studies electromagnetic fields, which is what you would need now, to create a wormhole. I, now, the part where they did travel back in time through the time tunnel, I did think that looked kind of silly. It was like <laughs> this kaleidoscope effect, and I'm pretty sure it was in front of a green screen because the way they were, like, spinning around had to be on wires. But it looked really silly, but it had to be on wires. <laughs> it's the actually moving, what it is is uh, they're laying down on a green screen. See, the, that's what I thought. And, but and, then and some of the ways... there's camera above them, and they're rolling around on the floor. See, yeah, that's what I thought at first. But then I'm looking at it, like, the second time, and then... And they're no, rotating. And they're rotating, so I'm yeah. pretty sure... They they were on wires, so when they were doing that. But then the part where they land there, they were they were obviously like on a block or something. They just jump off of it and uh-huh. then like roll around on the floor. But man, the effect was still pretty cool. Yeah, for it was. Man. So I, mean, I did right. think one thing was silly is like the first guy that got out there. He okay, so he winds up on the Titanic, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You gotta listen to me. I'm I'm a time traveler." He I'm a time traveler, and I'm everybody, Titanic. and you're all gonna die. I know your future. Okay, first rule of time travel: don't tell anybody you're a time traveler and that you know their future. <laughs> they broke all kinds of time travel rules. Don't try to change the future. Don't try to change um, the future. Don't try to save people from the, from the past that are gonna die. Um, don't you know? There's all kinds of things that they did. 
So, um, but if you want to watch a really good show, I don't want to spoil it any. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it on Daily Motion. Oh, okay. I watched so, it on Hulu. It's okay. on Hulu, and it's I think Hulu. they did the the picture quality was pretty good on Hulu. So I think they might have done some a bit of restoration yeah. on it. So. Yeah. Um, I'll probably watch the rest of it. It's only one season, though. Hopefully, it doesn't. It's not one of those things where it like just ends on a cliffhanger because they just um, straight yeah, up canceled it. Yeah, because they did it. several seasons of that show, and it was a episodic. And it was, well, it, it it was like a no. They, on, they only did one epi- one season. It was like twenty five episodes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, only one season. Oh, okay. Cool. That's what I'm saying. I'll probably watch the rest of it, but it's I hope prob- it doesn't end on some cliffhanger it was, because it was canceled after one season. It was season. probably too expensive to make. Probably I mean, that show had to be expensive. So I thought, but I saw the 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 synopsis for this. Like, oh man, this is gonna be dumb. This is gonna be something good for us to do, and it wasn't. I liked it. It's good. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, go check out Overlord. Go check out uh, Time Travel or Time, time, t- time, time Tunnel. Tunnel. Such a great old show. Um, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.